Welcome to the first ever podcast for the coalition coming together for a better community. We hope you are all safe and quarantined out there as you listen. But we are a nonprofit in the great town of Lufkin, Texas. We serve a lot of the Texas forest country and its communities. We are made up of other concerned citizens and parents intent on keeping the youth of our communities drug alcohol, and tobacco-free. My name is J.P. Heath. I serve as a youth prevention coordinator about 90% of the time going to schools and do different tobacco presentations. But uh, throughout the life of this podcast, you'll hear from different members of our staff, our board, and the newsmakers in public health across Texas, the nation, who knows. Uh, But a huge part of what we do, what we're known for, uh, so to speak, at the coalition is the Drug-Free All-Star Program. And since it's such a big part of uh, what we do, we thought, hey, let's make it uh, front and center for episode one. But we've got uh, some fantastic young women who have done uh, great things around the area, uh, even before um, they got a hold of us here at the uh, Drug-Free All-Star Program. But introducing Tia Davis from Lufkin High School. Go Pack! Tia, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I can kind of hear it in your voice, T. I'm about the same way. It's uh, it's been tough this uh, quarantine time of year. We'll get to kind of <laughs> all that stuff coming in a little bit uh, from the senior side of things. But also joining us, uh, Jada Salice from Dieball High School. Axum Jax, Jada, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Could not be better. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, for for those that don't know, pulling back the curtain a little bit, uh, Miss Abby is the coordinator of you guys, but. I've uh, run into you in different um, different forms of different events that we've done uh, for the last, I guess, eight or nine months. But just wanted to start off, Tia, uh, first with you. I know we kind of already did the uh, soft introduction there, but just uh, tell us a little bit about you and, at Lufkin <laughs> and just uh, your, your plans for the future, Tia. What do you want to What do you want to do in this great big world here? Well, um, obviously, I'm a senior at Lufkin High School, and I'm going to be attending Texas A and M in the fall of 2020 to major in special education. <laughs> okay. What, what drew you to wanting to do special education? Well, for the past two summers, I've worked at Lufkin ISD's summer school for special education, and I was in the autism unit. And the room I was with was Alex Straber, and she's one of the most inspirational teachers I've ever met. But um, doing that for the past two summers really is what sparked my passion for special education. That's fantastic, and it shouldn't surprise me. I think I remember, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we I interviewed you in your initial interview uh, for the Drug Free All-Stars. Does that sound familiar? Yes, yes, you Okay, did. yeah, you, and you, not surprisingly then, yes, you, you, you impressed me then, and you uh, continue to impress everybody across your uh, Lufkin High School family at the All-Stars, but also... Tell us a little bit about yourself, Jada, and and what your plans are for the near future. All right. So uh, I'm Jada Salas. I'm a senior from Dabal High School. And then I'll also be going to Texas A&M this fall, and I'll be majoring in public health. And I'll use that degree as well as other degrees to become a pediatric nurse practitioner. That's fantastic. And like I asked with Tia, uh, what what drew you to that, or what what was the initial spark to draw you to that field? And uh, we're surrounded by Aggies here in East Texas, as you know, so that wasn't a requirement for coming on the <laughs> podcast. But um, well, I've always been interested in the health field, but I actually went to this like little women's conference when I was in like the sixth grade, and I met this nurse practitioner, and 
from there, you know, she taught me how to do stitches, you know, and she's just, she was a role model as soon as I met her. And since then, I just wanted to be just like her. So pediatric nurse practitioner, just, it fit me. That's fantastic. During this time when the medical community has been getting so much focus with uh, coronavirus and COVID-19, does that kind of strengthen your reason for wanting to get in to be in the nursing field? Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, Right now, I'm a certified nurse's aide. And so, like, I want to be out there now, but my my dad's kind of scared and he won't let me get out there like I want to be. But it's definitely opened my eyes and wanted me to push myself more to be on the front lines like these other nurses are. Yeah, as you know, that's dad's job. That that probably isn't going to end here in the next uh, a few years, even at that. But no, sir. <laughs> I wanted to get both and both of you. Uh, we can we'll have this uh, rhythm going back and forth as we already have. But just uh, wanted to get both of your responses to each of the following questions. But uh, why did you want to join? Uh, drug-free all-stars uh, start with you t i remember i think i remember part of this from a few months ago when i interviewed you off podcast but just uh why did you t why do you want to join okay well um it kind of goes back to my past so before i was even a year old my sister and i we were both placed in foster care because our biological parents both had an alcohol and drug addiction and the state gave them several chances to, you know, clean up and get off of drugs and alcohol. But, um, you know, the drugs and the alcohol had a stronger grip on them. And so they ended up failing every chance the state gave them. And so basically that tore my whole biological family apart. But I like to say that it's a blessing in disguise because now my sister and I, we're in a loving and supporting home. And, you know, I think God has given me this opportunity to share my story through Drug Free All Stars to help bring awareness of the effects that drug and alcohol, drug and alcohol has on families. That's fascinating. Jada, why did you want to join the Drug Free All Stars? Um, so whenever I was younger, I was around alcohol pretty often. And I didn't really understand how serious it was because I was around it so much as a kid. And then, you know, I grew up that way. And then when I hit seventh grade, uh, I had a run in with alcohol myself. I just remember all of those, those consequences coming my way and I just didn't understand what they were and, and why they were coming to me. And I think that through that experience, it made me want to become an advocate because I wanted to teach other kids that it is a big deal. You know, you don't just drink alcohol just because you see other people doing it. And I used that experience to grow so that I could do this. And so Drug-Free All-Stars gave me the opportunity to be the advocate that I wanted to on such a larger scale, not just myself, but be a part of a larger group that does such great things. Uh, Tia, with you. Uh, what did you expect from Drug Free All-Stars, and, and how did that meet or surpass those expectations? Um, honestly, at first I thought we were just going to work events and pass out some flyers. But as I got to, like, actually be involved in it, I saw that the seminars and the conferences, they were so much more than, you know, just passing out flyers because we actually learned stuff and information that we could pass down to other people in our community. And so it was just a good experience for me. 
in Jada, what were your expectations and, and how do those get met for you? So my expectations, they were set from every time that I talked to any of the all-stars that I've known that went through the programs in the years before I have. And they always just always said to me that it's such a great program, get into it. You know, you want to be an advocate and this will give you that opportunity to do so. But I didn't understand that these opportunities would be so impactful and so meaningful for not only me, but for everyone, for everyone that participated and all the people that got to watch it afterwards. So my expectations were that I would get to be an advocate, but they were met with <laughs> so much more incredible meaning behind that. That's wonderful. Uh, for both of you, uh, what was your favorite community event or meeting that you attended this year and why? Okay, well, my favorite event that we went to is when we went to the Family Crisis Center, which is a place that provides sanctuary to those who have been affected by domestic violence. And honestly, to me, it was just amazing to learn, you know, the different resources that our community had because I didn't really know that we had those resources. And so I thought it was really cool to just like go around and be able to experience all those different resources that we had. But the main thing that struck me was like the passion that the workers had for those families that lived there and how they were just like so into it and how they were just, but they were really passionate about what they did. And I just didn't realize that we had different organizations like that in the Lufkin community. And Jada, was it like that for you? Did, I, I don't know if you went to that same one that Tia mentioned, but what was your favorite uh, community event or two this year and why was it? My favorite event wasn't the one that Tia just mentioned, but that was an incredible experience that we got to have through Drug Free All Stars. That, that was a really, really incredible experience. But um, my favorite uh, community event that we did would be the Senior Expo. Uh, for one, I really, really like the elderly because <laughs> they're so, they're wise and they're great. But um, while we were there, it was just so, so wonderful being able to talk to them at a lot of the other events, you know, people would talk to us and listen to us, but there's just something about the elderly that they just, they are so ready to talk about anything you want to talk about. And so just to see them be so passionate with us, that was just incredible. This is the inaugural edition of the Coalition podcast here. If you're just uh, popping on or jumping in, that was uh, Jada Salice from Dieball High School and Tia Davis from Lufkin High School, two of our great of uh, what, Abby, 50-plus, drug-free all-stars, 54. Yeah, she nods her head, 50-something. Just a wonderful crew. And then uh, there's so many great stories like this, but want to continue with y'all. But uh, uh, what impact have you seen in the work you have done with the drug-free all-stars this year? Uh, this year? First, Tia. From my experience in attending the events at Drug-Free All-Star, I can see the impact that it's left on the community. Every event that we've had this year, there's been so many different people and from all ages. And most of these events, we were able to inform those who had questions on how to help themselves or how to help their loved ones who had an addiction they couldn't shake. And so it was just really amazing to see how many people we were able to reach out to. And Jada, with you, the impact, kind of in uh, summation, I guess, all the different events, you mentioned a couple of your favorites, but just uh, what, what have you seen uh, for your impact? Uh, from what you've done this year for your work at Dieball, obviously, and, and uh, with the Drug-Free All-Stars? 
Yes, sir. I've, I've seen a huge impact. You know, it was way larger than I expected. Uh, coming into Drug Free All Stars, I knew that it was a countywide organization, but I guess that didn't click for me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I didn't imagine that we would reach so many people. Uh, for me specifically, I worked with like kids in my elementary school and in my high school. And then we also worked with, or I did, but we all did. <laughs> I worked with people all over Lufkin and all over the area, really. I couldn't count on two hands the, the number of people that we reached through all the things we did, the PSAs, the community outreaches, all of it. We've reached a lot of great people. Now, the, these next segment of questions, I want people listening just so they know uh, the answers and the, the All-Stars are so honest, you can already hear how great they've been. But just their answers don't represent all the students of their campuses or all students everywhere. So we, we get that uh, disclaimer out there. But uh, one thing I'm fascinated in the tobacco prevention work I do is hearing from the young people. But on your end, because usually, usually I'm dealing with junior high students, sixth graders, they'll tell you anything under the sun. You, you old folks, I say nicely, y'all, y'all might get a little guarded, but I know you two aren't specifically, but just... Um, what are some reasons you think teens that you've known are drawn to using uh, substances? Could be alcohol, tobacco, other drugs. But first with you, Tia, what, what are some reasons that are going now that might change when I was in high school? But what are some reasons that they've uh, maybe started using? Well, honestly, in our so much stress on teens, you know, just from their families and school and different like activities that they do. But mainly in society in general, it's just very overwhelming on teenagers. And I know that there were like several times myself that like I wanted to turn to substances because of my adoption and I just couldn't cope with like what was going on. And I think that's what it is for a whole bunch of other teens is that they're just going through stuff that they feel like other people just can't even imagine. And so they think that going to the drugs or alcohol is going to help them. But from fortunately for myself, you know, I had a family that nonstop supported me and encouraged me to just build up on myself and to get my headspace out of that thinking. And this, you know, it isn't the case for all teens, you know, they don't always have families that support them. And so I think that's one of the main reasons is they just need that support that like I had in order to get themselves out of that negative mindset. And Jada, for you, what what do you think are some reasons teens are drawn to using whatever the product is, whatever the substance is, why are they drawn to that? Right. I mean, like Tia said, a lot of uh, teenagers these days are dealing with serious like mental uh, disorders or issues or just all kinds of things. And I think that with that and then with social media and just really any media, you know, TV shows, everything, using substances is so glorified. I know a couple of the shows I watch, like on Netflix, it's about people our age or younger, and it has to give the disclaimer saying that there's going to be substance abuse. And that's, that's so crazy to me because they want you to think that everyone's doing it, and that's not the case, you know. Not all teenagers are doing it. Not even all the majority of teenagers are using substances, but it's the media and peer pressure and just so much being put on teenagers that is making them go to substances. Uh, Tia, back to you. What's the most common substance or substances? Well, mainly from what I can tell, it's just underage drinking 
people that I know are constantly going to parties on Fridays, Saturdays, and I mean, they're staying up to ungodly nights, you know, but um, I think that's the main thing because I've had numerous people at my school just show me their Snapchats of them drinking and they're like, oh my God, I look so cool. But I mean, they don't even remember what they did. So I don't see how it's cool. But, um, you know, I think alcohol is the number one thing for my school and what people are dealing with. And then uh, for me, yeah, or not for me specifically, but for my school, uh, there is a lot of underage drinking. But uh, I know in Dieball, sadly, we're kind of known for a lot of people smoking weed. And that's, that's really sad to be known for. But I know that a lot of kids at my school do smoke. And it's alarming how many kids are looking up to that and seeing that. But uh, marijuana is definitely the biggest issue, I would have to say, in Dieball. Another thing, we, we joked about this before we start, I guess the very start of the recording, but it's such a unique time now. You're, you're going through as seniors what that we haven't really gone through as a country. Uh, Tia, how have you been handling it and how have your, your friends and peers been handling? Well, I know some of my friends have been having like, you know, panic attacks and have been really anxious about the whole thing. But honestly, myself, I mean, it's disappointing to know that, like, I'm not going to have my prom. I'm not going to have project celebration. I'm not going to get to experience all the things that, you know, seniors before me have. But I have my plan set in stone. I know what I want to do with my life. And, you know, I just trust in God that everything's going to be okay. And so that's one of the things that I've really done is just I've turned to him And I've been reading the Bible, reading his word and seeing what he's been saying. And I just know that he's going to help me through and help the world through this situation. Um, But aside of that, I've also been fishing a lot. (laughs) So I've been doing that in some small house projects. But um, I just try to keep myself busy and reading the Bible. Okay, now I have to follow up. That's a very great answer, but... what are you fishing with? Where are you going? I assume, I don't think you, I guess you could go out to uh, Rayburn or Toledo Bend, but are we, are we talking about a pond near your house? What, what are you fishing? What are you catching here? Yeah. Um, so, and I, I live, I go to Lufkin, but I live in Apple Springs and okay. my grandpa out here owns a whole bunch of land. And so he has a really huge pond that me and my family fish at. And um, I like to bass fish with um, a frog rig. Um, my dad calls them watermelons. Okay. But um, I mean, uh, last weekend I caught a seven pound bass on it. So. Dang. I know that could hold that. That's, That's what one. I've been up to. Golly, that is. <laughs> yeah. When, when, so when folks think Lufkin's the country, they can go to and say, no, Apple Springs, Tia can tell you for sure on that one. But uh, Jade. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's definitely. <laughs> Uh, and Jada in the big city of Dieball, but just uh, it's such a, an unexpected time right now. How, how have you been handling and how have your friends been, been handling everything right now? It's, it's such a unique time. Uh, I know that me and my friends, we try to like group FaceTime like pretty often so that we stay in touch and we stay talking to each other and everything. And then it's, it's been interesting. Uh, it's been hard at times, but it's also been really good at times. Like Tia said, you know, 
reading the Bible's really helped and just spending time with families really helped. We do have our plans set in stone. You know, we're, we're really similar that way. Uh, so, you know, we're looking to the future like all the time. And so it's really kind of strange living in this weird stillness, but there are plus sides to it. You know, we do have all of this time on our hands that we can do things like fishing or getting this extra time with our family before we head off to A&M has been really good. It's been interesting, but it's, it has its bonuses. And Tia, for you, uh, a question for both of you, but leading off for Tia, we're wrapping up the last couple here, but uh, what advice would you give students who are having a hard time uh, right now? It could be junior high, could be high school, but uh, and, and ways to handle stress. Well, <laughs> I guess I fishing, right? Fishing would be one of them. From my last answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fishing, um, just looking to God for answers. You know, I've started cooking. There's a lot of different things to do. You just have to look at your environment and see what works and what you can and can't do. And, you know, I've been hitting up Google and I've been looking at different things to do. So, I would just say try to find something to do. Go outside, you know, get active, and just try not to stay in that negative mind space. How about you, Jada? Handling stress, how do you do that right now? Like Tia said, I, I, I like to go outside. Uh, I tried running, and that just did not work out. But getting outside, that's good. <laughs> um, I really like to just kind of like lay out in the grass or swing. I have a swing in my backyard, so that's, that's been good for me. But um, like she said, you know, we all have to kind of figure out what works for us. So, yes, going outside works for me. Fishing works for her. Uh, so everybody just needs to find their happy place. You know, they got to find where they feel at peace. So whether it's outside or reading a book or fishing, you know, they just got to find it and use it because it's, it's been good. Last question for both of y'all. How has the Drug-Free All-Star program changed you? And uh, what's some reasons you would give, say, for juniors that are uh, applying to join Drug-Free All-Stars? Tia, first with you. I guess how it's changed me is honestly, and not to like hate on myself or anything, but I was so oblivious. I did not know anything or any of the issues that was happening in our community. I didn't realize how like dire these situations were and how big of an issue it was in our community. You know, it's one of those things that you, you're just oblivious to, and some people are. And, and so the reason, like, I feel like it's opened my eyes to something that's just so much bigger. And so I'm able to, like, have an active role and help be a part of the positive change. And what I would, why I would tell juniors to join, that was the second question, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, um, while well, I was still juniors to join, is Jersey All-Stars, it allows you to be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. I mean, yes, you get, like, good volunteer hours, and it looks good on your resume, but you're a part of such an amazing cause that does so much good for your community. And I feel like that's important to have a passion to help better enrich your community. And so that's what I would tell them. Jada, how about you? What would you tell juniors and uh, how has Drug-Free All-Stars changed you? Okay, so if I was speaking to juniors, I would have to say Drug-Free All-Stars, it's an incredible organization where you not only 
are a part of such impactful and meaningful work, but you can have fun while doing it. You know, we've met so many people through this program and it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been great. You know, senior year, it's an important and it's a busy time, but having all of the opportunities that Drug Free All-Stars gives you, it's just incredible to add that to your schedule. It gives you more platforms to show that you can be a role model at this age instead of waiting until you're older or doing anything like that, just putting it off. You know, mm-hmm. right now is when the kids are looking up to us. And I think that Drug Free All-Stars is one of the best ways to be that role model. And then I think that the way that um, Drug Free All-Stars has changed me, it's given me a larger voice than I had before. You know, I was advocating on such a smaller level before. And now, you know, I did PSAs and I did speeches and it's been an incredible experience to be able to grow as an advocate, to grow as a leader as in speech and conduct and everything. So it's been an incredible experience. That's fantastic. And we just thank y'all so much for what you've done. And you're obviously going to be great in the future, no matter what y'all end up doing. So Jada from Diabaltia from Lufkin, I appreciate y'all. Thanks for coming on. Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Stay tuned more. Our first edition of the Coalition Podcast back right after this. One big facet of each and every uh, podcast here for the Coalition is we want to get an update from our fearless leader, Executive Director, Sharon Crook, for somehow those that don't know her across the community. Sharon, how about it, huh? How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you for starting this podcast and for getting this up and going. We're excited. Yeah, I can't wait because we always think, hey, what can we publish? And the media is a great partner throughout the community, but Uh, There's nothing like getting our own message out there. And uh, first off, one question I get a lot, and I'm sure you've gotten before, just what is the coalition? How would you describe that to somebody? Well, unfortunately, you can't just describe it in a really quick way. It's um, we're not the it's not the easiest to explain. Mm -hmm. The coalition, in a nutshell, is a substance abuse prevention organization. But the substance abuse prevention that we do, we focus on the big community rather than just focusing one-on-one with individual people. So the best example that I can give for that is, you know, we can can work one-on-one with kids in a classroom or um, outside the classroom even and, and talk to them about the dangers of smoking and why smoking isn't good for them. And we can also do the same for adults, but that's just one person at a time speaking with one other person at a time. And that, that takes a lot of time, takes a lot of resources where on the other other side and the flip side of that, we could pass something like a smoke-free Lufkin ordinance that would end up protecting the entire city of Lufkin from the dangers of secondhand smoke. So instead of just working tirelessly, which we do work one-on-one with people, but the the big picture is let's, let's find what policies and strategies and things that we can do to really affect the greater good. And smoke-free Lufkin is one of our, our crowning achievements that we're super proud of. Yeah, and so much goes into the work for that. That's one thing that you have helped me out, and I've just learned going to different conferences and uh, learning from different leaders like you across the community. There's just so much goes into that community change. It's not an easy process, is it? 
it is not an easy process. And, you know, the, the example that I gave of Smoke Free Lufkin, that was a, a two-year process with many, many people involved. The coalition was behind the scenes helping to organize and spearhead the campaign, but there was an entire committee. There were drug-free all-stars that were involved in that. There were businesses, uh, our hospitals. There were just a huge amount of people that were involved in that that used their time and their resources along with the um the drive of the coalition and and we were able to get that done, but it all community change takes a lot of time. And we'll get into some examples of other things we have done throughout. I mean, we'll, we'll have these visits uh, twice or a month or just regular visits. But one thing we're known of and, and one thing we reason we wanted to start with the drug free all-stars is because that's one of our big public uh, faces. And those girls did a wonderful job. We just heard from them, but just uh, discuss kind of, Inside the coalition, what happens, who's on the staff with us, obviously us too, but uh, the other uh, really important roles in the staff and kind of how that disseminates throughout the, the counties that we cover. Yeah, so we we really only have five of us that work at the coalition. Um, we've got myself as executive director, and then we have uh, Abby Baker, and she coordinates the Drug-Free All-Star program and does an amazing job with mm-hmm. those kids. And she tries to focus on uh, underage drinking as kind of the substance that she focuses on, as well as marijuana and prescription drugs. And then on the tobacco side of things, we've got Carolina Lopez that uh, coordinates the grant that we have from the state of Texas for tobacco prevention. And then, of course, we have you and Bonnie Hicks. And uh, you obviously work a lot with youth in the schools and doing tobacco prevention in that way. And then Bonnie works with tobacco cessation and trying to help those people that have fallen to the addiction of, of smoking and tobacco use. She tries to help them quit smoking in a variety of different ways. We've got some different outreach efforts there. So that's that's basically the, the paid staff of the coalition. But then we have a whole I guess you could say a little mini army behind us oh, yeah. of people that are that are helping to uh, push these programs forward. So we have our our board of directors, twenty five member board of directors, and uh, for your average nonprofit, that's a big board of directors. When I tell that to other executive directors, they're like, "Whoa, oh my gosh, twenty five people!" <laughs> and sometimes it is a lot to manage. But we feel very strongly in that large board because those board members represent all sectors of our community. So we've got people from healthcare, We've got people from the media. We have uh, people that represent business interests. We have representatives from all of our different communities, from Dybal, from Zavala. And uh, we work really hard at making sure that our board uh, not only represents our communities, in the locale, but also represents Angelina County as a whole in its diversity. So that 25 member board, they, they, they make a lot of the decisions and help with a lot of the decisions of the coalition that, you know, just the paid staff wouldn't be able to do because we can't, we can't reach all of those different areas of, Mm -hmm. of the County. 
One thing I like to joke with, the, you mentioned my uh, involvement with the kids. It's better some of the stuff you don't know sometimes that I tell the kids. No, <laughs> I, I tell you the stories all the time, but I joked and I, I put a hashtag. I said, not ADAC because they always, and I, I worked, full disclosure, loved working at ADAC. I worked there for a time, but the grants crossed over. So I segued into working at the coalition as the uh, great part-time job that it is. So Explain the difference for uh, people that could be coming across this podcast. What's the difference of the coalition and a direct service like the Burke Center, ADAC? Uh, you've got Salvation Army and so many great nonprofits that you know about um, across East Texas. Yeah, so the line is is often blurred, and we do get mistaken for ADAC a lot just because, you know, ADAC has an incredible uh brand in the community and that Mm -hmm. people know that they work on substance abuse. And we partner with ADAC a lot on, on the things that we do. And, and one of their, um, their staff members is, is on our board of directors so that we have that voice um, and we can hear what, what all that we can do together. Um, But when you look at what the coalition does and you look at ADAC and and other direct service organizations, they are working, you know, one-on-one directly with the public and whether that's, um, you know, Leo the lion going and doing a pep rally for red ribbon week or for ADAC, you know, they, they are doing treatment. They, they have groups where um, they are, they're working hand in hand with people to help them break the addiction cycle. So those things are called direct service. The coalition doesn't necessarily um, focus its efforts on direct service. Now, sometimes we dabble in it because we do, you know, have, have, for instance, you going into schools and, and doing curriculum with students to help them recognize the dangers and consequences of tobacco and um, e-cigarette use. But we also have these larger efforts where we're trying to focus on the community as a whole. So another example that I can give is our prescription drug drop boxes. You know, we, we do work one-on-one with people trying to get them to dispose of their medication in a safe, environmentally friendly, and um, a safe way, like I said, so that other people aren't being exposed to those pills and that medicine that's being discarded of. So we can work one-on-one and give advice to people and provide them maybe with a personal disposal pouch that can help them get rid of their medicine. But another thing that we can do is we can install this drop box that's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that people all across the county can go anytime that's convenient for them to dispose of their medications properly. So although we do some direct service where we work one-on-one with people or with small groups of people, we really try to focus our efforts on those bigger, greater good type of of strategies that will affect the whole community. Yeah, it's a great story how that originally came about with the uh, drop boxes. And for those that don't know, anytime, day or night, and it's required that they're at the different law enforcement places, but we have them at the sheriff's office and die ball. And um, I forget, yeah. was there another one there or am I? Thinking? No, just those two. Okay. We've got it in the, uh, the lobby of the Sheriff's Department of Angelina County. And then down further south in our in our county, we've got one in the lobby of the, the die ball police department. And that's no questions asked. You know, they don't have to they don't have to talk to anybody when they go in there. They don't have to fill out any paperwork. They just go in and drop and walk away 24 hours, seven days a week. Yeah. And then the 
the data behind that, which in other episodes we'll go deeper into other issues, but if you just keep the prescription pills in this case away from young people, that predicts uh, prevents addiction down the line. Is that a simple way to put it? Yeah, correct. Just just keeping those, um, you know, obviously we're we're really focused on keeping opioids and pain medicine away from youth, but it, it's really any any medicines keeping those out of the hands of our youth is is the the primary concern. All right. In the, the time we have remaining, wanted to talk about, you mentioned Bonnie earlier. She's a rock star heading up the uh, cessation classes and now with the virtual cessation classes. And one day, Lord willing, when we get back to actually being in person, we'll have the in-person yes. cessation classes again. So um, as you already know, forever in a day that my one of my main passions is tobacco prevention. I just love that Bonnie is grabbing this and taking this. But uh, where can people get help if they want to quit smoking and then Maybe some tips. What I mean, obviously, we want them to use this, but there. What, what would you suggest to someone that's trying to quit smoking? How we can help them? Well, we know that that is the hardest addiction to break. Mm-hmm. Um, the average smoker or nicotine user, it takes them seven to ten times to try to quit before they actually do quit. So we know that it's a it's a horrible addiction, and so there it really has to be a multi pronged approach. So for people that are that are wanting to uh, to get away from cigarettes or dip, chew, e-cigarettes, any of those things that contain nicotine, uh, my primary advice would be a small group um, cessation class, which is what we host about once a month. And they can go to our Facebook page to uh, see and follow at the Coalition 936 on any of our socials and uh, we we post when we're going to have those classes. But like you said, at this point in time, we are uh, under lock and key. So we're not having those small group classes. So we're stepping outside the box and we're going to be hosting some online cessation classes and, and we're going to see how that goes. But people can also go to the state quit line, which is yesquit.org. And there's all kinds of resources there. They can also go to our website and there's a section of our website that's angelinacoalition.org that is Project Quit. And there's all kinds of different resources there that can direct them to the website of the state quit program. There's a texting program that can be used, all kinds of different resources to be able to help people. And it, it has, you have to use more than one approach because the nicotine addiction is so strong. Hey, lastly, this is kind of on another script, but what, what makes you passionate about this? Why did you want to get into in this field? Well, it came about it in kind of a roundabout way. Um, my my degree is in political science, and I really enjoy the political process, which you know some people think is crazy in this day and age. But <laughs> I enjoy our um, that process, and it's always interested me to see what what can we do as a people to affect the greater good, which is really what the coalition is all about. And for me, affecting that greater good is looking at these uh, laws and ordinances and these big picture things that we can do to push the needle on substance abuse prevention and and really protect our youth. And obviously, I'm a mom of two kids, two teenagers. So that plays into it a little bit, too, in that I just I really believe in the coalition coalition's mission of you know, preventing substance abuse, especially for our minors. Mm-hmm. 
hey, this is awesome. Thanks for what you do. And you're a rock star. And I can't wait to do more of this updates. I think this podcast format, as you know, we're both podcast geeks anyway. That's uh, right. We just decided, hey, let's get our own message out there and involve other people in the community, publicize our all-stars and other staff. But I can't wait to do more of this. So thanks. I'm sure we'll be talking a lot. Sounds great. Thanks, JP. We really appreciate the work that you're doing. One other item I did want to note is that if you have a junior in high school in Angelina County or you are a junior in one of the Angelina County schools or homeschooled, you have until May 31st to apply to be a drug-free all-star next school year. You heard from Tia and Jada earlier, and what a great time that was. But uh, we'd love to have your senior to be uh, spread the drug, alcohol, and tobacco-free lifestyle across our area and beyond. But also, Sharon mentioned the smoking cessation classes. You can find out all information on our Facebook page. The Coalition 936. Also give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and the like. But AngelinaCoalition.org is your site to find out all of the different items that you may need. We hope you have a great rest of this day or night, and stay tuned for the next edition of the Coalition Podcast.